Hey, it's Anthony Bernal with CraftCourage.com. Let me ask you a question. Don't you hate when something is new on the scene, we can't fully appreciate it without trying to figure out what it's killed in the process? So what am I talking about? Since the advent of social media, there's been this growing belief that email marketing is on its way out, on its last leg, or just completely dead. So let me hit you with the facts. Email marketing currently has a ROI of 4,400%. Or for every $1 you spend, you have $44 coming in. Not only that, you own the channel, so you don't have to worry about waking up in the middle of the night after receiving a notification that the app developer has changed the algorithm and now making it completely useless to you. In addition, email marketing has a level of targeting and personalization that just isn't available yet on social media. All the data that you're collecting in your CRM, including your web activity, the purchase history, survey responses, inbound inquiries, email engagement, all of those things you can use to target and deliver relevant content to your subscribers. So yeah, email marketing is far from dead, but if you're having trouble getting into your subscribers inbox, you're not going to see returns anywhere near this 4,400% ROI. I've spent 14 years of my life running profitable email campaigns. So I know a few things about deliverability or increasing the chances of finding your way into someone's inbox. These tips can be applied to any email marketing service providers platform. MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, HubSpot, doesn't matter. To run an effective email marketing campaign, you don't want to use a free Gmail or Yahoo email address. You're going to need your own customized .com or .net and that's because the permissions that you receive from having your own domain are required in order to complete the next step, which is domain authentication. Domain authentication refers to SPF, DKIM, and DMARC records. Unfortunately, I won't be able to get into the specifics of these records or what's known as spoofing because I think it would probably be more confusing than helpful. But in simple terms, this authentication gives your email marketing service provider the permission to send email on your domain server's behalf. While this step is a bit more advanced and can be quite confusing, it's not a step that you want to skip. So if you require some assistance, please just hit the button in the bottom right hand corner and I'll be in contact with you. On to a much simpler step, and this is enabling the double opt-in feature. Sometimes subscribers will give you an incorrect email address, sometimes it's intentional, other times it's a typo. But what this does is it safeguards you from adding an address to your database that will likely bounce or be returned back to the sender. And this is important because bounce rates are factored into your sender reputation. Now, depending on the platform you're using, this is going to be labeled differently. This may be identified as segmenting, grouping or tagging. But whatever your platform chooses to call it, just make sure you're taking full advantage and this allows you to get super personal with your content. For example, you may want to segment based on whether or not this person has made a purchase from you. This allows you to nurture people who have not made a purchase in a way that's different from those who have already done so. And you can also segment based on interest. Using Craft and Courage as an example, my entire audience wants to grow their business. While everyone shares this top level goal, their specific needs can vary. One person may want to improve their personal brand, while another may want to plug the holes on their shopping cart conversions. Using this information, I'd send one person email updates 
when new branding articles are posted and the other person would receive notifications when e-commerce related posts went live. This ensures your audience only receives relevant content that leads to high engagement levels. And speaking of high engagement levels, you have to actually send emails in order for engagement to occur. So now I'm speaking to consistency when it comes to email marketing. And I'll be the first to admit that I haven't always been a content schedule kind of guy. I'm more of a send when I have something to say type, but it's mainly just to ensure that each message that I send has value. On occasion, it's resulted in weeks, if not months of email inactivity. And this kind of inconsistency can not only lead to your audience completely forgetting about you, but it also affects whether or not you make it into the inbox in the future. So I had to challenge myself to rethink my stance on scheduling. Instead of viewing it as simply sending a message because it's a day on the calendar, I challenge myself to consistently create valuable content so that when the scheduled day approaches, I don't have to feel as though the value is compromised. And by actually adhering to a schedule, the brand awareness is increasing along with the engagement rates. The next tip is one of the hardest to come to grips with, and I understand completely. But there is something called gray mail that refers to subscribers who have legitimately opted in in the past, but haven't opened your email in quite some time. These subscribers do negatively affect your reputation. Open rates are 100% factored into whether or not your email will find its way into the inbox. So someone who consistently archives or deletes or just simply overlooks your email and never engages, they have to go. You should create a segment or a search filter based on subscribers who haven't opened anywhere from the last, let's say, five to ten emails. And this number should be based on your send frequencies. If you're a fairly frequent sender, you're going to be on the higher end of this range. If your business is more seasonal or you just don't send as frequently, you're going to want to be on the lower end of this range. You can then unsubscribe, delete, or suppress these subscribers. Be clear, deletions and unsubscribes are permanent. You're not going to be able to import these subscribers later on, while suppressions allow you to simply move these people from your main list, but they do give you an opportunity to re-engage later on. Finally, after you've been sending for some time and you begin to develop a reputation, you're going to want to actually check this sender reputation and what's known as a domain blacklist to ensure your domains aren't listed. As always, this post does include a featured companion file that features an email marketing checklist, including additional best practices and the direct links to check your sender reputation and domain blacklists. If you're listening on craftcourage.com, click the download button below to get your hands on this document. And remember, you can't get a 4,400% ROI without getting in the inbox first. Thanks for listening.